Well, hello again, listener. We went over this. The shades remain shut, or no story for you. And this story just might be frightening. At least a little bit. Without further ado, Friends of the Bone Chariot presents Combs Valley High, Class of 89, Chapter 3. Because dinner is coming up here in 15, and that's tea. Minus 15 minutes until a melange of delicious beets that my doctor says I can no longer enjoy due to a genetic predisposition towards high cholesterol. But the committee is pretty adamant about you all gorging yourself up. So, uh, enjoy! As you all make your way back to the bar, moving through the crowd, a pair of hands slides over your eyes, Penelope, and a voice behind you says, Guess who? Oh, who's there? Oh, it's just your favorite dick. Mm -mm. (laughs) Mm-mm. Bo Derek? No, it's me, Dick Rensley. Okay, hi, Dick. Great to see you. You look fantastic. I remember you, your dirty dick. Yeah, you're dirty dick, man. You fell in the mud right before walking into the building at our high school prom senior year. I had a little mud on my shoes. It was all blown out of proportion. and then No, 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 no. You're dirty dick. You were covered in it. No, everyone called me D-Renz. Did you guys ever call him that? Dirty dick, you're not the only one who, you know, suffered through high school. So if you want to talk about it or book a yogic sex therapy session. Oh, wow. Is that Dirty Deeds? Dirty Deeds Schneed? Don't you remember? Dirty Deeds done by Schneed. Um, I'm no longer, I'm, I'm no longer Bradford Schneed. I'm Forge now. Hey, watch it, Dirty Dick. That's cool. You go by Forge now. It's, it's also D-Renz. Um, Rita, hello, how are you? How is Jerry? Are you still together? He's around here somewhere. I haven't seen him all night, but. Yeah, the last time I saw Jerry was at the big game versus, uh, Fern Gully. Yeah, I remember the aftermath of that, uh, under the bleachers. The aftermath. We had a big celebration, yep. Wait a minute. We never celebrated underneath any sort of bleachers. You were the you were the one who was Winnie the Poohing it? Shirt on, no pants? Oh no, I've never Winnie the Pooh'd it. I believe you are mistaken. You and I were at the drive-in, you know, through the fly. You did it through the fly with Dirty D. (laughs) Yes. Yes, that is my favorite way. (laughs) At the drive-in. It's the only way you can do it. Yes, an act of necessity, I believe. (laughs) Too many mosquitoes. (laughs) Yes, there were lots of bugs that evening in the back window on the car. It was... It was broken. Yes, and I was very concerned about a bug (laughs) biting my penis. Yeah, I (laughs) know. Yeah, it was definitely a one-time thing, not something that I necessarily think about a lot and often, and not a formative experience. You know what? Let's let's pivot right now. Uh, what are you doing? Oh, I own a movie theater now. Oh, wow. Huh, full circle. A woman walks up to Dirty Dick, hands him a drink, and turns to the group. 
Hello, I'm Pauline. Oh, Pauline. You like it through the fly, too? She looks sternly a dirty dick. <laughs> uh, honey, uh, ex- excuse me? Oh, I'm just kidding. Just a little high school humor. Yeah, humor. Uh, it was a, a nickname. I was uh, on the fly D-Renz. Yeah, on the fly. Yep. Through the fly. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Sorry, I thought he was dirty dick. Well, it's been lovely talking to you all. <laughs> and Dirty Dick and Pauline walk away. I say we kick it up a notch. I'm going to get another round of time-infused... Vodka? Vodka. Mm. Vodka. Send one to Slim Rick. I'll send one to Slim Rick. Send two to Slim Rick. Make sure he knows it's from all of us. Now that I'm feeling this time vodka and this song, who do you think the highest appearance rating in the ballroom is? Mmm, great question. Yeah. (laughs) You look around the room and stop on a man leaning against a pillar, a group of people surrounding him all laughing at a story he's telling. He has a chiseled jaw, a nice layer of stubble, and a full head of dark hair streaked with gray. He catches your look and nods at you, smiling wryly before turning back to his story. A roar of laughter bursts out from the group. I've begun dancing very sensually, and in fact using Drufus as a prop to my sensual dancing. <laughs> Drufus is sweating profusely. Couscous is sitting there. He pulls out a colorful handkerchief and just trying to like fan him down to calm him down, you know? All right, things are getting spicy in here tonight. And a quick shout out to whoever sent Slimrick this drink because hey, she's got the kids this weekend. So let's let loose. Wow, he's fantastic. <laughs> Can I uh, can I do a spot hidden to kind of get the vibe of the spot? I know, I know, I know we're all moving and grooving, but I think I'm still a little unsettled <laughs> from the similarities of the downstairs yeeks, and uh, just kind of want to, you know, just kind of want to see what's up. Take a pulse of the room, you know. At the bar, a yeek with short black hair and a disproportionately large mustache puts two beers down before Frosted Flakes, who proceeds to chug one immediately. Frosted Flakes dances away from the bar and gives you the finger guns from across the room. He knocks into a table and spills a bunch of beer on himself, laughing. A yeek walks up to him and hands him a napkin to soak up the beer. And as the yeek walks away, he glances over at two yeeks standing by the double doors that lead out to the main entrance. Both have blonde hair that doesn't match their black eyebrows. And as you look around the room, you notice that every door has a yeek standing by it. That's a, that's a concern for me. Because I have some cocaine in my car and some facial oil that I want to recommend to Penelope. Oh, that is a concern for me as well. Do you want to just try and step outside? I could use a smoke. Uh, my, my, my suit is made of, like, polyester. I'm sweating. Yeah, couscous smokes, I don't. But, I'm you know, I'll, I'll, I'll go out with you guys. That's cool. That's pretty cool. I look at Drufus for perhaps the first time all night. <laughs> I don't even really realize that she's looking at me. I kind of just, I just kind of keep moving on. I don't really notice. <laughs> you know what? Wait a second, guys. I kind of want to ask that handsome man to come outside with us for a smoke. No, no, no. It's cool. I mean, we could just go outside and smoke. We don't need him. <laughs> but I mean, if you, but I mean, but I mean, if you want to. I've already walked back to the handsome man. Damn. The handsome man takes a sip of his drink as you approach and excuses himself from the group. Penelope, what's up? How are you? Uh, um, uh, amazing. <laughs> hey, it's Terrence. Terrence Brow. Terry? <gasps> Harry Terry? Harry Terry? <laughs> oh my God, Harry Terry. Wow. <laughs> you have you have grown into that body. Hello, <laughs> Terrence. Oh, hey, Rita. 
that chin of yours used to be so big, and now it just fits your face. Oh, thank you. Yeah, you know, it was a little bit of an early bloomer there with the chest hair in eighth grade. And mm-hmm. I remember he had shoulder hair, too. And such an alarmingly deep voice for a high schooler. Oh, thank you, Mom. Thank you very much. (laughs) (laughs) Hair is just spilling out of Harry Terry's shirt. It is intoxicating. That's all I've got to say. (laughs) The stubble from his permanent five o'clock shadow goes all the way down his neck to a hard line where he just stops shaving. (laughs) (laughs) Roll a spot hitter. I can. Ooh, that's a critical success. Whoa. Harry Terry's shirt is only half buttoned, a thick mane of hair exposed. Within the hair, you can see a silver necklace hanging between his pecs. There's a pendant or a symbol at the end of the necklace, and you can see about half of it. It looks almost like interweaving branches of a tree. Terry reaches then into his back pocket and pulls out a long, thick joint and holds it out to the group. How about we go rip some medical? Totally legal. I mean, fuck yeah. (laughs) You walk up to the double doors and Terry steps forward. He rubs the pendant on his chest and the yeeks nod and pull the door open to the atrium. It's noticeably colder in the atrium. Outside, you can hear gales of wind and rain pelt against the glass doors. A storm is raging out there. Shit. (laughs) This is bad. Jesus. A flash of lightning turns the night to day for a moment, and a figure in a raincoat just outside the door becomes visible. Yeah, we're burning here. Fuck that. Not like it matters anyway. Terry lights up the joint and takes a huge rip. (laughs) Oh, Terrence. Wow. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. Wow, wow, wow. Um, Just out of curiosity, I, I reach into his chest hair and pull out the necklace. Where did you get this? He quickly grabs it from your hands and slides it back into his shirt. Oh, yeah. It's just a old family heirloom. Uh, brings good luck. Wow. What an interesting symbol. Do you know what that means, perhaps? You know, I'm not exactly sure how it all means or whatever, but it's all going to come together tonight. I'm, I'm assured. What do you mean tonight it's going to all come together? You know, I'm just so happy you're all here. We're all together. I mean... Even you, Drufus. Uh, yes, well, it's it's great to see you as well. Uh, hey, would you like to see a magic trick? You got it. You got to see this. It's amazing. <laughs> I'm just definitely getting drunk at this point. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, there's magic in the air tonight, and I'm always ready for more. Excellent. Coos coos. He's full attention. I say babbity boop, and he dives over to this guy, sits on his head. Now. Allow your eyes to feast themselves on the most amazing, incredible, wonderful, out-of-this-world trick you've ever seen. And I snap from my hand comes just a little flame, and it's just burning there. I snap again, and it turns green. And one, and a two, and a three. And I snap again. The smoke disappears. He looks down. Couscous is gone, and so is his belt. So his pants fall down. His pants fall down. (laughs) Hair is just exploding out of his boxers over the top of his socks. It's just every inch of exposed skin is covered. I mean, but it's sexy hair. (laughs) This is appealing as hell to me. He's very clearly one of the hairiest men you've ever seen. (laughs) Terry's legs are thick like tree trunks, and he's laughing as he tries to pull up his pants. Terry, you have a a pelt. (laughs) (laughs) 
You're wearing pants under your pants. Like an animal pelt. While Terry is distracted at this moment, I give my necklace a shake and I go, Stevie, Stevie, tell me about his necklace. Uh, I hear no answer. (laughs) (laughs) Well, can I psychology Jack Harry Terry? Sure. Okay, so that's a success. So I lean in close to this pantsless Harry Terry and I say, Terry, what's so special about tonight? Please, just, you know, for old time's sake, between me and you. His eyes are red and looking very stoned. Pants are still down. (laughs) He puts his arm around Drufus and goes to throw his other arm around Forge. Don't touch me. Don't. Don't fucking touch me. And I push him away. With a hand on Rita's shoulder now, he smiles wide and pulls you all in. Oh, the alignment is here. It's, it's so beautiful. Dinner is going to be amazing. What's, uh, what's for dinner there, my hairy, pantsless friend? What are you so excited about? It seems like a, my, my co-conspirator couscous seemed to uh, find the meat rather dull. Oh, man, trust me. The meal will bring you new life, rejuvenate you. It'll be the best meal you've ever had. Yo, sidebar, what the fuck should we do? Because this is... I'm getting weirded out. I am too. This is like cult mm-hmm. shit. I can smell cult from a mile away. I can smell cult too. Mm. I go, Harry Terry, and I put my hand, but I don't touch him. I just go like slightly above his shoulder. I just think that we're all friends here, and as friends, we should be more open with each other and more detailed. Because if you speak with intention, you get our attention. A silent pause. A pregnant pause. Oh, man, he's gonna love you, Forge. I feel fucking awesome right now. Hey, can I get my belt back? Terrence, who are you talking about, bud? Uh, what did I uh, say? You said he's gonna... He's gonna like us. He's gonna... He's gonna love Forge? Who's he? Who's he, bud? Yeah. Oh, uh, my, uh, my boyfriend. He's gonna love you. Well, Penelope looks like you're out of the race. Oh, you're a bear. <laughs> you have a you have a boyfriend? Sure do, and he is hot. You know, I was speaking with the Yeeks downstairs, and I too am here to see him. No shit. All right, Drifus down with the alignment. Nice. Well, I guess I'll see you in there for the changeover, buddy. All right. All right, meet you in there, bud. Meet you in there. We give him a nice slap on the butt. <laughs> the double doors open for Terry as he goes back inside the watercrest. The two geeks holding the doors open motion for you to come inside as well. I still haven't got I, I still haven't gotten the cocaine out of my car yet, and I want to get that stuff out of my car. Expressionless, the geeks close the double doors. The figure in the raincoat outside disappears. Moments later, headlights flash across the room as Forge's car pulls up front. The front doors open with a rush of wind and rain. The yeek in the raincoat comes inside, dripping wet. Inside the hood, you can see the yeek has an eye patch on. Your car, sir. Cool, thank you. I'm just gonna get some stuff out of it. Outside, the wind howls. Rain hits you sideways. The lights outside the building dissolve into darkness after only a few feet. You can hear the violence in the water in the Crampton River, but can't see it. The bridge that connects the mainland to the small island you're on is marked by lamps that flicker but otherwise isn't visible. So I open up the trunk and I pull out a copy of my book, signed, and I go, Drufus, this is for you, buddy. (sighs) (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) 
Um, and then I pocket some cocaine that I just have, and I pull out a little vial, and I go, Penelope, this is the, um, whale oil. Oh my, thank you so much. I slip it into my lace bra. Cuscus <laughs> covers his eyes. Okay. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Do we still want the car? Can he put it on standby for us? I cannot keep the car here. Okay, then give me the keys. We, uh, I need the keys to move the car. I'm going to intimidate him. All right, bucko. Okay, so I lift up his eye patch, pull his hood back. I don't know what's under the eye patch, but I blow there. All right, bucko, you're going to give me those keys or I'm going to blow you somewhere your mother's never even heard of. They look past you, both eyes perfectly fine. (laughs) The two geeks by the main doors look back at them and then turn away. There is no need for violence at this time. And with that, they drop the keys in your hand. This is our new parking spot. I hand him a $50 bill as for his trouble. They look down at the bill and then shove it down the front of their jacket. (laughs) I pull out of my pocket a pamphlet for one of my yoga studios, and I slip it into his pants and say, keep the change. All right, friends and mortal enemies, grab a seat because it's time for dinner. You'll see one of the strikingly similar-looking servers walking around with plates of food unlike anything I've ever seen before. And I've eaten at every Arby's in the greater Tri-State area. Bone appetit! At your table, a folded piece of paper with each of your names on it sits on an empty plate. Terry and his boyfriend are already seated at the table, talking idly. You all take your seats, and Jerry, Rita's husband, is the only empty seat. I have not seen him since we got here. Does Couscous have his own seat, or does he have to sit on my shoulder and eat? A yeek with long, flowing auburn hair approaches the table with plates of food. The plates have a pile of cucumbers thrown about and one carrot each. (laughs) They drop it down in front of you with little grace. Hi, yes, uh, thank you so much. I'm sure you're very busy, and I'm really looking forward to the meal. Um, So is my companion here, Couscous, who, whenever I do that, he lifts up his fez to tip his hat and puts it back on. And I say, uh, could you do me the the kindness of perhaps making a plate and uh, bringing a chair for my little one? Uh, And if it could be a booster seat, that would be great. What a worthless success this is. (laughs) (laughs) Would your companion like a beverage? I say, young master, he whispers in my ear, orange juice and warm milk, please. Thank you. A yeek appears almost too quickly with a high chair and puts it in between you and Penelope. No, 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 other side, other side, other side, other side. (laughs) The yeek pulls the chair out and puts it in between Drufus and Forge. Moments later, a yeek places a large glass of milk that is partly curdled from the OJ in front of Couscous with a large umbrella and curly Mm. straw. Enjoy. (laughs) Thank you. So glad this was such a wild success. So Terry's uh, boyfriend is at the table, too. Terry's boyfriend is nursing a drink, not eating anything, clearly annoyed that Terry is paying more attention to his phone than him. Harry, Terry's husband, how are you doing? I'm sorry, Terry, do you have a husband? Sore subject. I swear, this night is horrific. Terry won't tell me a damn thing about all this change and becoming. Horse shit. And then we're stuck at this farce of a table with a bunch of primates. 
while Terry studies his lines. Well, Drufus and Couscous take offense, and we let it be known. Couscous takes a hard sip of his warm milk and orange juice and just eyeballs this guy. Me, myself, I am, I kind of don't even know what to say. I'm just, I'm seething. As a matter of fact, I'm a magician. Smoke is slowly coming out of my ears. Is that a monkey in a hijack? Okay, um, wow. Tensions have risen. Terry looks up from his phone, sees the group at the table, puts the phone down, says, Oh, hey, another round? One last hurrah? Hey, geek, whichever one, I don't care, man. Another round. Can I, like, discreetly look on his phone? Someone distract Terry so he doesn't notice. I can do it with a magic trick. Oh, yeah. Can we try this elaborate ruse <laughs> to look at this person's phone? Ex- ex- excuse me. T- Harry, Terry, I, I, I noticed something behind your ear. And I reach behind his ear and I, I pull out a penny. And he says, oh, okay. And I say, actually, there's a little more. And then I pull out a nickel. And he's like, oh, okay. And then I pull out a dime. And then I pull out a quarter. And then I put out, I pull out like a silver dollar. And then I pull out a $100 bill. And then Couscous comes over. And Couscous takes the $100 bill. And he rolls it up into like a, a little straw. And he puts it into Harry Terry's drink and he takes a long swig and then he spews it out of his mouth. I snap and fire comes out of my hand and it creates like a blowtorch and uh, and I say, and then it like, there's like a bit of moment of like fog and steam and, and smoke and I say hot, right? Oh man, this is just the best night of my life. <laughs> <laughs> Penelope slides the phone away from Terry, unseen. On the phone, there's a picture of a piece of paper with handwriting of a language you've never seen before, written out phonetically. And right at that moment, a round of applause sweeps over the room. God damn it. (laughs) The committee is really in my ear telling me there is a very, very tight schedule. So, without further ado, we'll move on to the superlatives. All right. While you gnaw down whatever the hell that is. I'm feeling so hungry for the next potentially horrifying episode of Combs Valley High Class of 89. What about you? And if you're still there, the friends have asked me to read this to you. Please subscribe to the Friends of the Bone Chariot on iTunes, Spotify, or where you get your podcasts. And if you enjoyed this show, leave us a review, wherever you humans read reviews. Find them on Twitter and Instagram at Bone Chariot and on BoneChariot.com. Do not go to www.BoneChariot.com because they couldn't figure out how to make it work. You can reach them at FriendsOfTheBoneChariot at gmail.com. Friends of the Bone Chariot are Andy Diaz, Francis Lee, Justine Sweetman, Joshua Storms, Sam Reese. Combs Valley High Class of 89 was created, edited, and mixed by Joshua Storms. Music by Andy Diaz. Theme song by Joshua Storms. Cover art by Sam Reese. Hey guys, uh, that was pretty good.